The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. You said you want to do something different today, so A little go bit ahead. different. So today, I w- well, not today, just only, but man, this is not a great start. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what we're uh, going to be talking about with the podcast before you do your whole spiel. All right. Well, you know what we're talking about. I don't. So during COVID, there is has been a new phrase that has been um, coined called the Great Resignation. This is where we saw, especially really prevalent on TikTok, um, people quitting their jobs in droves and usually fairly public, right? They bring a marching band in and to tell their boss to fuck off or like they go over the loudspeaker and whatever, right? They, they do these big elaborate things, which I don't think was a great idea, but it was fun to watch other people ruin their lives. Um, as the market shifts, right, we've heard... Year after year after year, what, 87% of real estate agents fail in the first five years. Um, I don't think we've probably seen those numbers because the the market has been really good, yeah, relatively easy. Yeah. Um, but things are starting to shift, and if it shifts the way we expect it to, um, we might see some of those people fall off. And so on today's episode, I want to talk about what we're coining is as the great resignation of real estate and watching people either leave the business or leave the teams or the real estate resignation, real estate. Okay. That's the new one. Uh, so yeah. So tell people what to do if they want to ask a question or get more information. For sure. So if you have a question uh, you want to have us cover on a future episode of the show, you can always go to the whistleway.com, ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our Facebook um, private group, our email newsletter, or a referral network for the outbound referrals we got leaving California, uh, or get dialed in with a 50% discount on our Media Mayor Mastermind course where we share everything we've learned about creating video and audio content over the last uh, eight years together. You can do all that at thewhistleway.com. If you enjoy the episode today, you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. And if you want more of our content, hit subscribe and the notification bell. And if you're on a podcast platform if you uh make sure to subscribe and if you want more of the content um write a little review it means a lot to us to uh get a review from you on that so let's dive into this right the uh, you know things are changing a lot there was the the great resignation which happened where everybody was quitting their jobs because they were like f you the government's gonna pay me stupid amount of money to sit on my ass and do nothing um so we went through that but what's interesting is unemployment now is the lowest it's been in like 50 years so while everybody did peace out on their jobs for you know a period of time, everybody's come back to work and then some. So part of it was wages have increased because you have inflation and more money in the economy. And so people are like, ah, I guess I'll go back to work because I make way more money now than I did sitting on my ass. And sitting on my ass was cool, but now I've gained like 50 pounds and, and got a drug habit and, and lost my spouse. So a lot of people <laughs> have realized like maybe I should go back to work and get my shit together. So we're starting to see that um, a lot more in the general um, economy, but I think in the real estate economy, I think you're going to now see a resignation happen in the real estate economy where you didn't see that over the last couple of years because the market was red freaking hot and it was so easy. I mean, you could literally put a home on the market with, you know, cell phone photos and no description and, and everything could be foobar and you'd still sell the house for more than you listed it for and more than it was worth. So it was easy, but it's not anymore. You know, we're going into a market that's very skill-based to where, you know, somebody, if they're thinking about selling their home, they're not going to just hire anybody. They're going to be much more particular because they want to have somebody who's got a track record of success that knows what they're doing 
and is actually going to get the home sold. Because if you don't know what you're doing, if you're going cell phone photos and no description, you're not going to sell your listing. It's just not going to work. So um, it's going to get a lot tougher to earn business out there right now. And I think a lot of people realize that. And when times get tough, a lot of people get the F out. So I want to talk about three kind of distinct categories I see. I'm curious your thought of these, and we'll go one by one. But I want to talk about people leaving the industry altogether. I want to talk about people switching from one team to another. And then I want to talk about people entering the real estate market. I want to, I'm curious of your thought on how many people are going to still continue to join. So first, let's talk about leaving the, the industry altogether. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are, you know, real estate, especially as in an agent role, there's pros and cons. I mean, there's virtually no ceiling as an agent, but there's also a, a floor. And that floor is is an, uh, has a basement <laughs> to it. You I mean, you can literally lose money every mm -hmm. month as an agent. You know, if you're spending money and you're not making money, you're actually losing money. You're below the floor. You're in the basement. And that's terrifying to people when times get tough. A lot of people are going to say, I just can't do this anymore. Um, I need more stability in my life. And they're going to go look for salaried positions, right? Or somewhere that's at least got a base and maybe a little commission on top of it. But people are going to look for that type of an opportunity. People that are struggling who just can't get by selling a house a month here or there um, need more stability in their life. I think you're going to see a lot of those people just get out of the industry altogether because this, this industry is not for everybody. I mean, you could have, I've had months this year where I've made a few hundred thousand. I've had months where I've lost a couple hundred thousand dollars this year. Like that's not for everybody at all. Not it. I'm not <laughs> playing that game. Um, one thing that you said, you know, people are going to be leaving, looking for a base, maybe base with commission. This might be a great opportunity to pick up some ISAs. It could be. If you have people who try to, to give it a go as an agent and it just didn't work out for them for whatever reason, but you know there's talent, you could bring those people on your team as an ISA. Um, and they could you know have something where they do get a base because at least in our company, our ISAs all have a base salary plus benefits. And then they also get upside in the commission on the appointments that they set. So there might be people who realize like the agent thing is not for them. They don't want to be working 24-7. Um, and they don't want the volatility, but they still want a little something, but they're willing to have a, a lower ceiling in exchange for not having a basement, you know, option that can flood. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and obviously you got to find the right person just because they an, an agent that flunks out of being an agent is not going to be necessarily a good ISA. They could flunk out of a lot of things. Um, but yeah, finding the right personality type, that more stable um, but having those skill sets, knowing how to work the phones, and they're already licensed. So that yeah. makes things way easier. Well, the ISA role could help some people that struggled as an agent because there's certain, for certain people, there's too much freedom. Some people actually need some bumpers, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you've bowled before, like when you're a kid, they put little bumpers out so the ball can't go in the gutter. I still use the bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, so some people, you know, having some bumpers could be really beneficial for them. And that's what that ISA role could do is it can help keep you on track to where you actually got like got to come in the office. You do these activities every day um, where as an agent, you had so much freedom, you ended up in the gutter and that could hurt you. So does it work for you, Brian? Is it yeah. okay with the analogy? No, that worked. Okay. I, I was going to go sometimes literally if you fail out of being an agent, might end up in a gutter. I've found I've picked some agents up out of the gutter. It happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good opportunity um, if it's the right fit, or if you have an agent on your team that's struggling, and, and either you have an ISA team uh, or you're looking to build one, that could be a potential um, option. 
I know we've have we've had in the past, and I think we have at least one now that tried the agent role, didn't like it, didn't have the 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 runway of of funds to make it through the kind of onboarding the first year, um, left and came back as an ISA and was crushing it as an ISA. And, and some people just don't want that volatility. It's crazy. It's it's draining to have. I mean, it's as awesome as it is to make ten grand in a month. Then the following month to make no grand, like that's that's really rough, especially if you got a family with kids and you're the provider. Like that could be really hard. So um, it's just not for everybody. All right, um, let's talk about switching brokerages. Yeah, are we going to see a lot of switching at this point? Yeah, I, I think that's a a given. I think that when everybody's making money, they're not as concerned about how much money they're paying. People tend to be a little negligent when it comes to how much they're spending. And so they haven't actually stopped to realize how much money they paid to their broker in relation to what they're getting from their broker. And I mean, there's still a lot of the the traditional brokerages out there where you're on a, an uncapped split, you know, which is as a solo agent, that's crazy to me. The fact that a broker could take 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of every single deal you do, period. Regardless if you do one deal or 100 deals, you're gonna take 50% of every single one. Like that's insane to me. Um, unless you're on a team where the team's actually covering a ton of your expenses and providing you leads and setting you appointments, okay, that makes sense. But a brokerage that's going to take a cut off every deal you do in perpetuity is it's and provide little and no me. no value. Yeah. Like if the value's there, okay, I get it, right? I'm not I'm not short sighted to think that like I can't pay anything. I'm okay paying money as as long as what I get in return is worth it. But I think a lot of people haven't actually sat down to analyze how much they paid and what they got in return. And so I think in a market like this, a lot of people are going to go sit down and look at that that cost-benefit analysis and realize the cost they're paying to be at their brokerage versus the benefit they're getting is totally out of whack and they need to look for an alternative. Any quick tips on on looking for an alternative? I mean, do you look do you have a recommendation that fits everyone? Do you recommend hey, look at joining a team where you have support do you say hey do it on your own and and keep costs really low like obviously you can tailor it to anyone's specific needs but is there one thing that you say hey this probably fits for the majority of people no there's no perfect brokerage because if there was like a certain model that was the best for everybody everybody would be at that brokerage and that just doesn't exist I mean, even the, the biggest brokerage in the country has less than 10% of the agents in the country. Like, Is that true? So that's a fact. So that's if there nuts. was like one brokerage model that was the best for everybody, we wouldn't need thousands of brokerages, right? Um, so the thing is, and it's not even about the model as much as it is about the people. Um, the people that you're surrounding yourselves with, the people that are you're going to be interacting with on a day-to-day basis the people that are, you know, casting the vision for the company and then, you know, the people that are integrating that vision into the company and people that are thought leaders that are really ahead of the curve, not just where the market's at, but where the market's going. Like, that's something you should really consider. You really got to consider that in addition to the model because the model matters, but the model's not everything, which is why there's not one model. Yeah, that's really hard to look at in a spreadsheet. (laughs) You can look at splits, you can look at model and and. Uh, alternative revenue, but but looking at the team as a whole, and and I know you, I want to go through this really quickly, but I know one of the things that you do when people are asking you to join the team is you say, call here's the roster, call any of my agents and ask them. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, and, and just to, I'll I'll come back to that, but think about like I would go work for Elon Musk, and I'd make 
less money than going to work for Ford. Like they both are car companies, but I'd rather be a part of Tesla and learning from Elon than I don't even know who the hell runs Ford. Um, right. So I want to be, I would be willing to take less money in that scenario because of the people that I'm surrounded with. So even where if the comp plan is less attractive, but I'm with the right people and it's going to further me in the long run, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, the thing that I tell people when they interview with us, I tell them all the time, like, look, if I was in your shoes, what I would do is I would just pull up, go on our website, pull up our roster and call two or three random agents. Cause I could sure I could give you a list. So oh, call this person. They'll tell you what it's like here. Call that person. Like, but logically, these, these three handpicked people. Yes. Yeah, like it's, it's silly. Um, so I just tell them and I, and I think anybody that's exploring brokerages should do that. Like call two or three random people on that team or that brokerage and just ask for honest feedback. You'll, you'll be surprised how honest people are. People tend to be overly honest when it comes to that. True. Um, last one I want to talk about in this uh, great real estate resignation. How many people are you going to see enter the business? Are you still going to see a bunch of new people? When no. do you think that when do you think that turns off? So this is secondhand um, data, but there's a, a company in town locally that does a lot of um, real estate classes and recruiting, like getting brand new agents in the business. And they are down about 60% in their enrollment right now mm. because people don't want to get into an industry that's in flux. That's just, that's not ideal. When the market's going up and it's red hot, everybody wants to get their license. But when it's like, yeah, you know, rates are high, buyers are getting out of the market, inflation, this, that, like, that's not exciting. Like, that doesn't get people motivated to get into this industry. So, um, again, that that's not the whole market or anything. That's on a, a much smaller scale. But that's a, at least a data point that I do have. Um, one of the larger real estate schools in town, 60% decrease in enrollment in the last few months. That's pretty significant. Yeah. I think you'll see that's... I think you'll see at least that much of a decrease in new agents coming in the business. And, and then you'll see an increase in the agents getting out of the business, which therefore will have net negative growth. Do you think that's going to affect commission? We talk, we hear commission compression. I think it could go the opposite direction. Yeah. Because now like. there's right now you need the better agent, right? You're getting the weak ass agents out of the business that were willing to work for nothing because they had no value proposition. But now you've got people coming in that have a strong value proposition and a strong track record, and that commands a higher price. Interesting. Cool. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Let YouTube know. If you got some questions, throw them in the comment section. And if you want more of our content, hit the subscribe button and little notification bell. And if you um, are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review. In addition to subscribing, that would mean a lot to us. And if you have a question you want us to answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, private Facebook group, and email newsletter, and get dialed in with 50% off of our Media Mayor Mastermind video content creation course, all at thewhistleway.com. Before we wrap the show, I want to dive into our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us, Brian? This one I haven't used before, but I've heard it pop up a couple times. And then I heard it today on a mastermind we were on, I think from Lauren Taylor. Cool. Um, and she says she uses this tool. It's an online tool called repurpose.io. And I want to look into it a little bit more. But apparently you can download um, TikTok videos Um without the watermark and then upload them to, she said, Instagram reels, 
uh, YouTube Shorts and kind of do this all for you automatically. I tried to look at pricing and it looks like it's probably 25 bucks a month. Um, and if that's the case, it's something that's pretty unique because right now we upload it all individually. Um, so something I'm going to look into, I've heard it pop up a couple of times. Um, this was from a, a source that seems to be uh, trustworthy. I don't know her personally, but it seems like um, a lot of people on the call did. And so uh, repurpose.io is something that uh, our team is going to be looking into. All right. I'm struggling, Brian, because we've now uh -oh. done like 200 of these. Uh -oh. uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think of where I want to stretch to. I may have done this one already. If I did, I apologize. But Was it um, sticky notes? Yeah. <laughs> Was it putting a stupid thing around your neck that it's still a cool. camera attached Shut to? Shut up. It's cool. <laughs> Brian, post-it notes. Um, so within Facebook and Instagram, there's the ability to add people as favorites. Um, in both of these platforms, which could be really beneficial because if you are either, you know, have a lead that you're in consistent contact with that's close to making a decision, it can be very valuable for you to engage in their content they're putting on social. So you can save people as favorites. I don't remember what the limit is, 25, 50 people, something like that. But then you can see only the uh, favorites feed or your uh, favorites will show up at the top of your feed on Facebook or on Instagram, you can see just a feed of your favorites only. So it could be really valuable if you have a client that you're trying to work with um, and you wanna make sure that you stay top of mind for them by engaging in their content. It's also really good if you're um, you know, in growth mode with your team, with your brokerage, and you're looking to attract agents in, it could be really beneficial to make sure that you're consistently engaging with the content that those people you're, you're going after um, you make sure you stay in their feed so that you're staying top of mind to them. And it shows that you're actually like paying attention to what they're doing in the world. And so using that favorites feature could be really valuable. Yeah, I think it's more on, at least it used to be, you could do more on Facebook than on they Instagram. They just added on Instagram in the last few months. Cool. So that's a cool feature. Like um, it. it definitely can help out. And it, that's different than your close friends feature um, on Instagram. So check that out. Cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today, guys. I'm Kyle Whistle with eXp Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next week. See you guys.